Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another transfer roundup. This is the week commencing the 11th of July. I know it's a bit late, but we've added all the other transfer stories from this week. So we've definitely got a jam-packed episode for you. But before we get any further, let me introduce you to my co-host, Mr. Danny Saldana. How are you today, man? I'm good, broski. Uh, got the... Spartans actually playing right now, aren't they? Yeah. We're shit. We're shit fans, but uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, got to see them yesterday, which was interesting. I'm um, going to catch maybe the highlights of it today, but uh, all is well here. How are you, bro? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm good. I-, I watched the first half and it was uh, was okay. Um, a bit of uh, non-sporting news. I- I've told you about this already that I played football yesterday and my ankle is absolutely in bits. I think I might have fractured my metatarsal just jesus from, from what i've researched so like i have like a lump on my my foot where the metatarsal should be and apparently you can still walk in on a on a fractured metatarsal but i've been icing it and the thing is it was okay before that day like before i played yesterday but it did hurt two weeks ago when i played i thought maybe it was just like a sprain or something so i have to give up football for the foreseeable you know but you know any I mean, anything to to just keep it from stay- being broken same here, bro. I, I I just joined the co-ed team. I, I was having a men's league team uh, at the hangar for those of my fellow Torontonians. Um, and then I decided to join a, a co-ed team too because I'm trying to, like, I'm starting to get in shape and stuff. I want to get my stamina up. And of yeah. course, yesterday, I'm taking it easy. It's whatever. Last play, like, one of the last plays of the game, we're up 3-2. And I don't know what happened. Like, me and a guy, like, we collided because we were, like, fighting for the ball. I don't know if he Charlie. It felt like he Charlie horsed my shin. I'm googling it. It might be shin splints. I'm worried it might be a fracture. I was supposed to have a game today, but I'm not going today. But uh, we'll see next week. If I have a broken leg next week, uh, just know it was probably a fracture. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I want to get it checked out as well. But the hospitals here at the moment are rammed because COVID Same. is back up, and and obviously it's getting to people where like because it's so hot, people are getting. Of illnesses as well so it's just you know i'll, yeah. I'll just leave. i think i'll just ice it and then i'll probably not play football because i got holiday in a few weeks i'll probably just wait until after then to play football again but, but yeah anyway uh that's a bit of a big segue but we'll, we'll move <laughs> back onto the task at hand uh before we get in uh, involved in the stories please subscribe to our youtube channel if you haven't already we are so close to uh a thousand subscribers about 300 away so if you could do that also, follow us on TikTok for shortened yeah. versions of these podcasts. We've been making a few clips just so if people miss it, they can just uh, view it on TikTok, I guess. So make sure to follow us there if you can't watch all of today's episode. But if you can, great. Uh, but cool. Let's get into the sort of main transfer story, which is uh, Trincao. The, the saga is finally over. He signed for Sporting. Originally, it was supposed to be a loan. Uh, sorry, uh, a loan with an option to buy. But we have figured out today... It's a loan with an obligation to buy. Sporting don't get relegated from the league of wins. So definitely a very difficult task for for, <laughs> for Sporting. Uh, but um, just some other deals. So it's three million loan fee, seven million option to buy, which takes up to ten million. Uh, Barcelona originally had a buyback clause per season, but now it's fixed at twenty million. So they have a buyback clause on Trincao who does well for twenty million. Um, Sporting pay fifty percent, uh, got fifty percent of his pass for ten million. Um, but yeah, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, we spoke about the player last week. What are your thoughts on the entire deal? What, what just tell me how you feel? Honestly, I can't hate on the deal too much. Um, I think it's a good deal. I'm a little annoyed that it's like progressing um, buyback clauses. I wish it was just one set one, like first year if you want them, it's 20 million. If you want them again, like and then it expires maybe after three years. If I'm gonna nitpick. Um, but overall, I think it's a good deal seeing as Trincaung is part of like the Minge cycle. So, um, I mean, Braga owns some percentage. Wolves apparently own a percentage. Barca will own a percentage. Um, so us coming out with the majority of it, um, I mean, compared to how we're doing deals nowadays, I can't be mad at it. I can't be mad at it. Um, we're also helping a a. a, a a powerhouse in, in world football from uh, staying afloat by giving them 10 million. So uh, Barcelona was worried about us getting relegated. I, I'm more worried about Barcelona getting relegated into like the third division, uh, like Bilinich in Portugal, or even in the Distritage, I should say. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I personally think it's a good deal. I don't know about you, Sam. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't really go wrong with it, I suppose, because I don't think Barcelona are going to buy him back just because they've got so many good wingers. They've just signed Rafinha today, signed Usman Dembele to a contract extension today as well. Um, obviously, they've still got Ansu Fati who's coming back from injury, and I'm, I'm sure Lamazia has like four wingers ready to come up. So I, I don't see it being activated. However, Barcelona do have a history of buying players with buyback clauses. Uh, Gerard de la Feu, I believe, was at Everton when they bought him back for about 10 million and then flipped him straight away. Um, and the same with Denis Suarez, I believe, who was at Villarreal and they bought him back and then loaned him to Arsenal or sold him to Arsenal. So they do have a history of doing that. But I yeah. think it's a good move for all parties. Uh, the deal's not too bad, I think. 10 million, 50%. You know, obviously, we still have to give half whatever he goes for, like if he if he becomes great, which he definitely has the potential to. Um, but in overall, I think it's a great signing. Amarim clearly wanted him. Obviously, worked together at Braga before, so there's definitely already history between them two. But I just think you know, ten million. So first of all, seven three million for the season, which is good. It's yeah. pretty much nothing, and obviously the seven million um, obligation. 10 million considering like Paulinho was at like 17 and and all of that Just, stuff. St. Juice was yeah. around 9.5 or something. Yeah. I mean, it's the market nowadays, right? These players don't go for cheap anymore. Exactly. It's, it's inflation. But to, to get exactly. a player from Barcelona, and he did yeah. play for Barcelona in his first season, was, was pretty decent from what I remember. To get and a they spent, sorry, they spent like yeah. a, a chunk of change on him as well. I think they bought him for like 25, 30 million from Braga. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then he played a season and then George Mendes got involved and load him out to Wolves. Yeah. But, but yeah, he, he did have a pretty poor season at Wolves, but like all, all things considered. But I, I think definitely this is the, the club and the league especially to, to get him back on the right track. So so I, I think it's it's a good deal for all parties. Um, but, but the thing was with the deal, at one point like it was about to fall through. So Trincao came to Lisbon wearing green on the streets of Lisbon, getting interviewed by CNN. Uh, and then it came out because he was supposed to be announced that day. And then it came out the, the following day that the deal was in limbo and Barcelona were threatening to call him back because Sporting wanted to tinker with the deal after being, being agreed. But Barcelona did actually manage to, to agree with us and change it. So because it was supposed to be uh, 50 million buyback in the first season, 17 in the second and 20 million in the third. Now it's just set at 20 million. So so it's, it's better for us, but it looked like... Uh, it wasn't going to happen for a sec, but uh, finally glad to get our man. Yeah, next one. Uh, fan favourite, I would say, Gonzalo Plata has been sold to Real Valladolid. Um, three million up front for 50%, plus a two million for every 20 games he plays. Danny, what are your overall thoughts uh, on the player and on the deal itself? Yeah, he's he's a talented player. Um, but if you look like to our squad, I was even telling this to my dad the other day, even with Trincao coming, is we already have a, a shitload of, of wingers as it is, right? We have mm-hmm. Tegang, Roshinga, Fatawu, which we seen him play at left wing back yesterday, and I wasn't entirely convinced there. But that pace, that pace is scary. I think he should be, a, I think he's more of a winger, at least in my eyes. Uh, anyways, Tabata, we have Bot. Uh, we have one more that I'm forgetting. Edwards. Um, Edwards, thank you. So, you know, uh, you know, having Plata there is, uh, is it's just, there's too many players now at this at this point. Um, it's a shame because the kid is talented. The kid, I won't say single-handedly, but he's a big reason as to why Ecuador even is in this World Cup this year. Um, but, uh, but you know, the, the deal itself isn't that bad. He's had his off-field troubles. Um, he's had an okay loan at Valladolid. I mean, they're their best player by far, but um, they did get promoted, correct? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They got promoted, so... Uh, from a playoff now that I remember. Um, so they'll need the help. It's a good deal. I think we could have gotten maybe more for him, but the market is what the market is. So I can't be mad at that. Plus we can get another two mil for every 20 games he plays. I think he definitely hits hits 20 games this season easily. So uh, unless he gets injured, of course, but that's just my opinion. So overall, a good deal, uh, uh, a sale that had to happen. I, if I we're going to give it like a letter grade or a, a, a grading, I'll, Give it like a seven, eight out of ten. Yeah, uh, I'm inclined to agree. Uh, the thing is with Valladolid as well, their owner is the original Ronaldo R9, and yep. he has stated in the press that he was impressed with Gonzalo Plata. And obviously, Gonzalo Plata, South American kid, getting 
praise from someone like that is probably yeah. incredible to him. Like I can just imagine, and that's probably why he wanted to go back because he didn't really play when Amorim came in. He came off the bench a few times in that first season, mm-hmm. um, but definitely wasn't first, second, or even third option really because Nuno Santos and and Pot were were so good in that season. And like you said, the batter coming off the bench and even Jovan in that season. Um, I, I've seen people say that it's a bad deal because he'll be playing for like a Madrid or a Barcelona in a few years' time, which I mean I can see, but it could be. like you can't just stockpile players. Like people's yeah. the thing with with Luis Max, which we'll get on to in a bit, but I'm just going to bring it up now. Like everyone's like, what a bad deal! He's so good, he's so that. Realistically, if we would have kept him, he would still be riding the bench, and that is a fact. Even if he went out on loan to Granada instead of a permanent Lazio still would have came in and offered 10 million and we got five so it's and plus the 1 million from him being sold so 6 million 4 million difference isn't that much but people were like saying oh it's such a bad deal it's this it's like you can't just stop pile players because it's not going to improve and for, for Platter as well you know like I said he wasn't a part of the, the plans he's going to come back and just sit on the bench like we got three million out of him, and you know, like I said, fifty um, percent. So, so we still keep keep a good number if he does go somewhere else. But um, good luck to the kid. Um, I don't like him after his his uh, drunk driving incident. To be fair, um, yeah. like people can pass it as like attitude problems, but that's like one step above. Like attitude problems is like being moody at training or like Simani was like drink driving isn't an attitude problem. It's just being an idiot, stupid. So, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully that was just a, a, a sort of blip in his his life. But you know, he's definitely got the talent to succeed, no doubt about it. But um, I think Valladolid is also the perfect place for him as well. Yeah, you know, c- coming up um, and like teams like that get there, get like you've seen before, like lower league teams in Spain. A lot of them just transfer to other Spanish league teams, but that could be like a Valencia, Villarreal, something like that. So. Yeah, like for example, uh, Domingos Duarte today or yesterday, mm-hmm. he went from Granada to to uh, oh my god, not a Getafe. Getafe, exactly. So, uh, so you know, I, I see, I, I get the argument because before Plata came to Sporting, he was linked with Barca or he could have went to Barca. Um, but after seeing him play, I don't see him as a Barca player just yet, but he is young, who knows, right. Um, yeah. But the fact of the matter is, it's like you said, we can't keep stockpiling these, these players because one, we paid a fee for Plata, um, and two, we might as well cash in on them now. I mean, we've cashed in on better players. Um, you know, th- th- we're talking about Barcelona. I don't see Plata being half the player Rafinha is, and we cashed in on him, uh, and we got little to not. We got like seven million for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now he's exactly. now he's there for sixty. Um, so. No. I think we sold him for eighteen, actually, for Rafinha. Was I think we made. I think we made even. Cause, oh no! How much did we buy him for? Maybe. I think we bought him for eight, and we sold him for like eighteen, right? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. Let me double check the transfer market. But I was just going to say as well, going through player by player, Gonzalo Plata is not better than, like you said, Pot, Nuno Santos. Um, no. uh, He's not even better than Rafinha, in my personal opinion. Yeah, we sold him for eighteen. My bad. Yeah. So yeah, for me, people saying that. You know, give him time. He's, it's time he wasn't going to get a sport win, especially now. He yeah. he can be good. And he's got the potential, but he definitely doesn't have it all now. But I'm I'm sure, I'm sure we'll, he'll prove me wrong because he he's definitely got the potential. Every time I've watched him for Ecuador, he just looks like a totally different player. He looks like I remember that one viral clip where he nutmegged uh, James Rodriguez, and yeah. like I never saw him do that sport win. But never. But yeah. But yeah. Um. On to the next one. Um. I was going to say that me and Chris have been very vocal of Javan. I think you've been the most Javan supporter out of out of the three. Um, but he's been uh, had a bid rejected from Olympiacos for three million. Um, the exact same that Braga offered as well, which was rejected. Um, Sporting are looking to get five million. Um, what are your thoughts on Javan, and what offer would you would you take? Would you accept the Olympiacos or Braga one? No, I would accept five million at least. I mean, the last few years on this podcast I've been saying I felt like Jovan was gonna leave for 15 on like January um like a George Mendes deal um so the fact that he's now it's even just five listen I think he's a good utility player but the injuries have have, have stunted his growth really um unfortunately because there's a good player in him 
Um, I mean, he, he's had some great moments at Sporting. I don't have to remind everybody about the the, the comeback against Porto in the Tasa de Liga, um, uh, as well as other moments, right? But that's the, the standout yeah, one for sure. That's not the main one, yeah. To, in my personal opinion, I still think he has a spot in this team. We don't have a backup striker. I see Jovan more. I think Jovan can play well centrally as opposed to on the wings, especially in the Mourinho system, seeing as, you know, his wingers tend to tuck in and stuff. Um, and as, as forward, the forwards have a bit more more space to roam. Um, but with that being said, I'm, I'm glad we're rejecting $3 million. I don't know if we're going to ever get a 5 million euro bid, but especially if Braga is the one knocking on the door, um, we have to, we have to upcharge them. Like there's, there's no other, they're, they're, they're still there or they're about with not even, I won't say competing with us against the league, but they can easily steal points like they did this season um, mm -hmm. and, and screw us over from winning the league. So same way, if they want our top players, which I don't, or not top players, but they want our good youngsters which I don't doubt them from wanting it. They should. I mean, they, they have a history of Yuri and all these other players. We charge them. We charge them as much as we can get. They just sold Kamaru for 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 twenty mil. They have the money now. So yeah. Um, but yeah, it's time for him to go, unfortunately. But uh, I still think he he has a spot on the team. I think. But yeah, uh, I I disagree. Um, I agree with what you were saying at the start. You said the injuries have hampered him, and definitely. The one thing yeah. I remember about him the most, apart from that Porto game, was during the first, like the end of the COVID, the first COVID season. So like when it when it stopped halfway through, do you know how they bring out the the bubble Lakers and the bubble LeBron? Yeah. It was bubble, bubble Jovan was bro, fire, bro. Banging in free kicks, and he That's was just saying. he literally replaced Bruno for now. Everyone was like the new Bruno. And then, then yeah, he just can't. But then it fit. died off. It it, 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 it was like bubble Jovan for like five games, maybe five six games. Yeah, the the first few under Amarim, we were like, he, he's unlocked him. But then, yeah, yeah, injuries and fitness. I don't know what it is. If he's just if he doesn't train enough, or he doesn't recover enough, or maybe it's just genetics. It, it does happen yeah. to some players that they they just. I think Abu Diaby was one for Arsenal who just kept getting injured and injured, even though he he did so much rehab and so much work that you know it was just in in his genetics that he he couldn't stay fit. But um, the thing is, I personally would accept three just because he is in that last year's contract. And it's either you accept three million or get nothing. And we own 100% of Javan as well because he come from the academy. So it's not like a 50% or 20% goes to like another Portuguese league team. We get all of it. And, you know, 3 million, I guess, pays someone's wages because I don't think we're, we're buying any more. Um, but, yeah, I would probably accept the offer from Olympiakos. I know Brigitte Cassier are interested to as well. Um, but I agree with you saying he shouldn't stay in our league because he, de he definitely does have, the again, the potential to to be a thorn on our side, especially to Braga. I think Braga can can easily turn him around in, into a great player like they've done with, like you mentioned, um Yuri. And even to be fair, when they took his guy off from us as well, he was he was good for Braga. Like I know he wasn't great, but he's definitely good for no, them. He was really good for Braga. And Sorry. playing playing against this guy as well, I just remember he always seemed like he had a point to prove against us. And I can just imagine Jovan doing the same. And the thing about Jovan is quick. And apart from St. Just, our centre-backs aren't very, to, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I would personally accept the three million for Olympiacos, but not, not for, for Braga. It's confirmed that Jovan does want to go abroad as well. So wherever yeah. he wants to go to, to Greece or, you know, there was England links at the end of that bubble season, so to speak, and at the end of the, the 2020, when we won the league, 2021 season as well. Apparently, we're at bids of 10, 11, because we wanted 15. And people, again, have been saying, oh, last year offer you rejected 15, now you want five. It's like, yeah, that's how contracts work. Like, they run out and they decrease in value and injuries and fitness and everything that goes on. So, again, yeah, I mean, I, I do like Jovan, but I think we can do better than him. And I think we've got better wingers, strikers, maybe not. But um, I think we could, if, if we sold Jovan like for 3 million or for 4 million, I think we could probably get a decent striker in for that amount, someone to come off the bench, even if it's like a yeah. loan. But yeah. um, like, like Trink, that pays for Trinkau's own, which is 3 million. So if we got 3 million from Olympiacos, it's done. We've, we've paid off yeah. Trinkau. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that was a, a record source, by the way, uh, just to point that out. 
Uh, and lastly, um, sad, saddest news, I, I suppose, was a uh, Braganza's ACL injury. Um, torn ACL is going to be out to, for up to six months, could be longer depending on recovery time. Um, first of all, what are your thoughts on the injury? And do you think sport should replace him? Not yeah, replace him, but a, get a replacement for get a replacement. Right. I know what you mean. Um, I think we should, but I think the injury is tough, right? ACL is always a tough one to come back from. He's basically, if he comes back, it's going to be like around, well, just prior, like maybe May of next season, right? Yeah. Um, so that's going to be the end of the season, basically. Um, but more importantly, I do think we should replace him. I think I tweeted it. Um, right after the injury, we should now go all in on Al-Muzrati. And I say that because most people were saying, you know, our midfield would have been Mateo Jnunj and uh, Ugarte anyways. Um, and after seeing uh, Murita yesterday, I don't think he's that... I, I, I do see a player in him. I was I was a bit more impressed than what I was seeing before and what, what my original thoughts were. But with that being said, I don't think he would fill in a Bregansa role perfectly either. Um, with Bregansa, I think there would have been a, a lot more rotation between the three. Um, I would have, I wouldn't have been surprised if we would see a midfield of Mateusz Nunes and Bregansa a lot more because let's not forget, Ugart didn't even, I mean, he, he played a lot of games, but it wasn't like he was a shoe in either. Um, and I think that would have continued on this season. I only say Al Muzrati because I think, you know, Mateusz Nunes without an Al Muzrati or even Ugarte and Al Muzrati, Morita and Al Muzrati would have done a, would have, would have really solidified our, our midfield and really, you know, we have to, we have to go for the title this season. Yeah. No, I mean, we always have to go for the title. Don't get me wrong, but this season in particular, because there's no Amuring next season. I, I let, let's, let's get this clear. I don't think there's going to be Amuring next season. He's been flirting with, or he's been there's been murmurs of uh you know other teams are interested but i want to stick it through with sporting i might get sacked if i do that but that's the risk i'm going to take let's be real we're he's sticking it out he has i think two more years left on his contract maybe three he's sticking it out and then we're going to sell him or we're going to get compensated for him and he's going to leave through the through the big doors i say all of that to say this has to be the season we go for it with braganza out we have to find some sort of replacement because now there's only three players, really. I mean, I know we can consider Usugu and uh, the kid who played yesterday, Mateusz Fernandes, I think his name was. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but but in, but in essence, it's really only three players for two positions. And if one player gets injured, then we're playing the kids. And I'm not saying I don't trust Usugu. I'm not saying I didn't like Mateusz Fernandes from what I seen yesterday. He's an RA player. I'm not saying he's bad. But for us to compete with the league, for us to compete with Porto, whose midfield is um, Stakiu, um, Uribe, I'm forgetting other players. Befica, they have Weigel. They just got Enzo Fernandez. Befica is going to be a really good team this year, I think. For us to compete with them, we need now. We now we need a signing, and we need one in midfield. I mean, I would argue we would still need another signing up top as well. But um, I digress. Long story short, we need to replace Bragasa, in my opinion. Okay. Uh... I'm going to disagree with you, and this is sort of wishful thinking, I suppose. But from what I saw when um, Tabata played against Man City in the away leg, he played as a number eight, and I think he has definitely got the potential to play there more often. He's looking for more game time, and I think he'll be the perfect when you need some creativity and some pace. Tabata's perfect to bring on. He's great on the ball as well. Um, he's quite physical for his size as well. Um, I, I think if you look at our team. And, like, I don't know how, like, you say almost ratty. I think that's going to be expensive. I don't think we're going to get, we don't, we're going to get a good centre mid to come in who isn't expensive. And the issue is, if we do bring in someone like almost ratty, then who is holding the bench? And if, if, if it is rotation, is almost ratty, is Mateus, is Ugarte uh, going to be happy with, with keep riding the bench, coming off the bench? Uh, and especially for like team dynamics where well, you pretty much want the two centre mids for the whole season. Obviously, I know there's rotation in there, but um, I don't know. It's difficult. I did I did see a tweet that made me laugh. It was like, now that Braganza's injured, who's going to come off the bench uh, in the yeah, 86th minute against Vacas Ferreira? I see and that. It was, it's true to be fixed. Braganza did not get any, barely any minutes last season. That's true. So part of me thinks it's a bit of, a bit of an overreaction because even like when Matheus or... 
or Polini got suspended. It was Yogate coming in. Now we've got Morita. I, I guarantee he probably would have got more minutes than Braganza as well. Just, just saying about Amarim, I guess, doesn't really trust him, um, which is weird because he was his first sort of major integration. I know obviously Matthias was there from the academy because people were calling for Braganza to start for like the last two years. He got loaned out to Estoril and I think Ferenc, Ferenc before that. Ferenc before um, that, yeah. Yeah, and he he killed it at both both loan spells, I think. So I don't know, but um, wishing my best recoveries to Braganza. I know it's a difficult injury. I think Bataglia had the same one, and he was a completely different player after that. When you think about playing midfield, they pretty much have to be all over the pitch as well. They never stop running and using their legs and and their feet and stuff. So, but so let me just let me just say, I the only thing I don't I don't think of to one I forgot Tabata can also play as the eight. One I don't think. I, I don't comparing them to is I think Braganza is underrated when it comes to his dis- defensive work. I think he knows yeah. how to win the ball really well. Um, so I don't think Tabata can replace Braganza in that sense, but I do see what you're saying when it comes to more creativity, like Braganza can bring and being technically good. You're right. I, I do see Tabata maybe taking that spot. I'm still under the impression we're going to sell him, but that's another story. Um, fuck. I had a point in mind that I forgot. Fuck, I had a part two to that. Uh, I was just going to say that. Mention? I was Sorry, just going to say that when you say about defensive ability, but from what I remember from last season, Braganza always came on when we were losing or drawing to try and get some creativity. Even in the season that John Mario was still here, when we needed a goal, it was Braganza who came on, and that, that's why I think maybe we could, we could do that with Tabata instead. But he wasn't always direct. I mean, listen, I, I, I think I started that propaganda that every time Braganza came on, we won the, the year we won the league. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't always directly involved. It just so happened. No, no, no. Of course not. Sub him on at the end and we win the game. Fuck, I had a really good point that I wanted to make that now I cannot remember for the life of me. Anyways, if it comes to me, I'll bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Just just bring it up if, if you remember it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it for the top stories. Uh, do you want to go ahead and take the, the record news? Can I actually just mention one more kind of top story that we mentioned on it, but I'll give okay. my opinion on it real quick. Cool. It's the Luis Max to, to Lazio. I, okay. I, I do hear what you're saying, and I do agree. You know, we're technically making six mil off of him. But I think if we loaned him out last season, I know that maybe wasn't an option. We're all t- we're talking hypothetical here. But if yeah. we maybe loaned him out last season, I think he's starter this season. Because, and I think we both mentioned it, even last season, Adan looked shaky at times. And there was many times where all you have to do is be face-to-face with a Dan. If you chip it, he's falling to the floor every single time. And yeah. Max, I don't see doing that. Um, I, admittedly, I didn't see too much of him at Granada. But the clips that I've seen and the enough that I've seen from him, he obviously had a, a huge growth in him. Um, I mean, he's probably 10 years younger than a Dan. And we would have, I think, benefited more by keeping him. Uh, maybe loaning him out last season, even if we loan him out this season, which I don't think we would have. I think we would have had him as a starter if we had loaned him out last season. Um, but so I do get the frustration on on other sporting this side. But at the same time, I do see your point because what's the point on on keeping him if you know that that's just my opinion. But Amuring might not see it the same way. Amuring might be riding with Adan until Adan's wheels fall off. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm looking at Franco now. I'm not convinced that he's going to take over a done spot. I'm, I, you know, Juan Virginia. I wasn't convinced either. I, I'm only worried now at like after a done who maybe has another two seasons. Let's say, even two seasons is being optimistic because I've already seen like a downturn on, on him. But two more seasons, Luis Max would have done huge for us. And sure, he was sold for ten. I think we could have sold him for more had he been like our number one. We could have even had a new and improved uh, Rui Patricio. That, but that's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. But the way I see it anyway, if we were to, lo- let's say we loaned him out to Granada instead and Lazio came back to us and offered us 10 million, I think it was it would be accepted either way. And he wouldn't Fair. have even had that had that chance to overtake a Dan. Um, Fair. Just because I don't think we're really going to not accept 10 million for at that point would be a backup goalkeeper. I know he's probably going to do well at Lazio and then let's say go to, I don't know. Um, he was like the Barca. Example. Let's just say Barca. Yeah, Barca, Real Madrid, and he, he'll go for like 20, 30 million. But like I said, I think 
to in all fairness to the kid as well, it wasn't fair on him to keep riding the bench. Um, yeah, and he needed to get that experience regardless. And you know, uh, we could we could have been sitting here and saying, uh, Max has come back, uh, went to Granada, they got relegated, and and he was poor. Like so many things could have could have happened, but I I think in the end it was a good move for all parties at that time. Obviously, I know we could, probably could have got more of him, but I, I still think it was fair to the kid who has been I think it was at Sporting since he was like 13, 14. So so yeah, I'm I'm sure he'll do yeah. well, and I think he's he's coming to get that national team spot as well, especially in a team like Lazio. He's he's got to be the Portuguese like number 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 two, number three. So at the very least, some, some cups yeah. there. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, all right, so record uh, announcing that we're no longer interested in in Samuel Linu, which makes sense. I mean, we already have enough uh, wingers as it is. Um, Kamashu, as we've been mentioning for the last few, but finally official at Adige at um, at uh, Greece. Is that a mm-hmm. three or five? That's a three uh, million three million by fee, right? fee yeah. Not bad. Scored and assisted uh, on his debut as well against the Olympia. Also, agreed. Yep. Also had a horrible header in front of the goal. <laughs> I don't know if anybody caught that. Yeah. Uh, I did. <laughs> but uh, so then Rafael Fernandes signs for Roca. Sporting keeps fifty percent. Um, we mentioned Sporting get two hundred and fifty k from Dominguez Duarte going to Getafe today. Um, side note: um, Dominguez Duarte. His Instagram is with, so he has a picture up with his girlfriend. I think. Have a look at his girlfriend's page. You'll find the, you'll find something interesting in there, guys, uh, and girls, of course. Um, Sporting get uh, one mil. What is that? Uh, uh, one one million from Maxi going to Lazio. Oh, Maxi. Yes, yes. Like we like we mentioned, um, uh, Rodrigo Rego signs for FC Eindhoven. A lot of Sporting Academy players. Um, are going to uh, Holland, actually, which is an interesting move, and I think good for them, too, because it's a competitive league, very similar to Portugal, to be fair. Um, Slimani um, has COVID and has delayed his his, uh, situation. Um, Also posted a picture in the dark the other day, so Slimani watch is in full effect. Um, Sporar, uh, heavy, heavy link to Red Star. I think his even Sporar's agent came out the other day and was saying that he liked the move or something like that. So, um, yeah. something to keep track of. I don't know if you want he, anything to say to that, Sam. Yeah, his agent basically said that you know, that there have been talks and Red Star want him, um, but they want him uh, on loan, whereas Sporting want to get rid of him permanently because he's on such high wages, which yeah. the agent confirmed as well. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's probably going to be a loan with an option to buy. And I, I don't, I don't know Red Star's finances to be honest. I don't know what their record transfer fees are and stuff. But you know, I think three million is is a lot for them, or four million would be a lot for them. They've been consistently in the Champions League or there or thereabouts. So maybe it won't be. But you're, I think you're right. I think Piccini also know. plays there at the moment. I believe he does. Yeah, you're right. Uh, which is crazy. Um, Matilj uh, Nunes, of course, will only leave. For an offer of around 45 million uh, and he was linked to chelsea um i'll bring this back i feel like we mentioned it but we'll mention it one more time as the weeks go on do you think he's leaving i think i'm more secured in him staying nah he's gone i, I still think he he's gonna wow. go I, I like i said it's gonna be like a nuno mendes thing it's gonna happen late august yeah. it always happens not just for sporting but like a top Premier League team will panic. They'll get an injury or someone will be fit. A good example of it, although it's not confirmed or anything, Thomas Party could be an issue for Arsenal. I know they're not the same position, but like yeah. I'm just saying, like stuff can happen, injuries, fitness, whatever. Teams always start to panic the last sort of three days of the deadline. I can remember Chelsea bringing in um, Danny Drinkwater because they, they sort of panicked in the centre mid because I think they... I don't, I don't remember what happened, but they, they panicked for well, him. Yeah, they did. But that, that was more of like the negotiations were constantly going. But yeah, you're right. And and Sporting yeah. under Verandas loves the last minute deal. <laughs> Jesse Rodriguez, Balassi and Fernando all on the same day. Three wingers. Like, I mean... Rafinha, Rafinha Thierry uh, also sold also on the same day when we got oh, yeah. those three. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all I see is a top team with money panicking. And this, and they go, okay, how much do you want for him? And 
Miranda's going is okay, 40, 45. I know it says 45 here, but let's be honest, 40 plus five in objectives. Okay, we'll pay. Especially if the team gets off to a rough start, like a Liverpool or a Chelsea or an Arsenal or a Tottenham. Let's say if they yeah. lose the first two or three games they have, then they're going to start to panic and they're going to look to buy to buy a player like Matthews. So I, I still think he's leaving. Unless something drastic happens, I, I think he's still gone. Fair enough. I, I, I still think he's staying because if they sell him, they might as well kiss the league goodbye. But another team that you didn't mention, I see Wolves. If Wolves are like last yeah, that's another like one, three, yeah. four games, they'll definitely buy Matos Nunes easily. I think they've only signed one one centre-back so far as well. And and their yeah. fans, from what, what we've seen in our mentions, are, are really unhappy with their with their sort of president or owner. Um, I think they have they have owners. But um, they're very unhappy yeah, with him because... <laughs> George Mendes, yeah, true. Uh, but yeah, even he's not doing work for them. We, we haven't seen any sort of Portuguese movement to, to their side. I know there was links to, um, to what's his name, Jarpolinha, but obviously that didn't materialise. So yeah, I, I still think it, it'll, he probably will go to Wolves. Um, but the thing is, he's not convinced by yeah. by their, their project. But like I said, if a Chelsea or something come calling on the last day, then yeah, he, he's gone. Yeah, probably. Um, uh, Eduardo Kurajma again will be loaned out. Um, what's your opinions on that, Sam? What do you think? It's a tough one because it's like it's sort of similar to the Max situation because we could keep him for depth, but he's not going to improve or grow. And that's at the end of the day what we want either for him to prove and grow to be a main team center back or improve and grow, grow so we can flip him to another team. Um, yeah. I do think with Neto's age and Saint Just injury history. We probably should keep him around, and even Kuwata's injury history last year that the the knee he's always had a problem mm-hmm. with. But last year seemed like it went up, went up like two times what it used to be. And he also had, um, yeah, I know he had COVID a few times. But let's just say a COVID outbreak does happen to Saint Just and Kuwata's, or even or like a Neto, then is is Jose Massa the one that's going to be ready for the call up? Or is as a guy going to have to fill in the centre back like we saw so many times last year and was awful? Yeah. Like, yeah. is is Corresma really as bad as as guy is at centre back? Agreed. That that's yeah. my worry. Um, and the rumours. Um, I, I'll leave it till when we get on to the the Abono news. But three league uh, Portuguese league team. If he went to any one of those three, I'd be happy because last year obviously he went to Tom Della, and I think everyone expected Tom Della to do quite well, because they had a new coach, and they brought in a lot of good players, but obviously they went down. If he go, goes somewhere to get his confidence back, but I've said the last, what, two years on this podcast now, he needs to get loaned out to another country, because the whole yeah. thing that he has, the like stigma with him is that he's immature, he doesn't take things seriously. Send him to Germany, like they did to tomorrow. Send him to Italy, send him to even the Championship in England or Spain. I know Spain is obviously quite similar to Portugal, but like, you know, still out of his comfort zone. That's how I guess you you grow as a player. And that's how Thiago Tomas is growing as a player. You know, I've had my words about him as well. But but you look and he's improving. He's scoring at Bayern Munich out of all teams. So, yeah, it's send him somewhere else that isn't in his comfort zone. I think you do well. Uh, what about you? What are your thoughts? I mean, I, I agree. I do think we should keep him just Unless we buy somebody, because like I've been saying, and and you you hit the nail right on the head, like we don't have enough depth, and is he really that much worse than Ishigayu? I think he's clearly better at center back than Ishigayu. Because mm-hmm. um, right now we only have like four. I mean, yeah. and okay, we have Neto, we have Inasu, Quatch, and St. Juice. I, I did put, forget about Matthew's race as well. Yes, you can yeah. put Matthew's race there, but it, again, I'll, I'll repeat myself a million times. I still think Matthew's race is more of a left back or a left wing back. Yeah than as a center back, because even at center back, he pushes forward a lot and he'll still help us bring the ball forward, especially when we had Vinagre on the left, for example, like, um, you know, Matilde uh, Reis was the one that really pushed it forward. So to me, he's more of a left wing back, but okay, fine. Matilde Reis, that's five. And then, you know, you have Ishgayu. Like, I'm trying to look at like Tasa de Liga, Tasa Portugal games. Who, who are we going to play? Are we going to still rely on Quatch to play these games? As you said, with his knee injuries, are we still going to rely on Neto to play these games? Is Neto going to be a starter for us if one of these guys go down? I- I'm not saying Kurejma is better than Neto. Definitely not. But if he's going to also have the same output that he had against Tondela, because let's also keep it real too. He played a few games for Tondela. He played maybe the majority of it, but there was times where he was benched too. 
Yeah. And there was times, I mean, we make it seem like he had like a horrible season. He just played on a bad team. There was times against Befica, for example. Yes, he had that one game where he gave them an own goal or or he gave them a goal or something. He fucked up on something against Befica. But before that, he was having a decent game against the meat also. So yeah. I think we've been a little too harsh on the kid. Maybe because our expectations were so up here when we first came to the team. I think Amudin got him at like 17. Yeah, and, we were so and he, he how good he, he sorry, him and Mateo, him Mateo and Coates, I remember was like yeah. like in that actually wasn't even thought of for that time. I don't think it was even in the team to be honest. But no. like Eduardo Christmas was a stud as well. He played great in in those games. But then I think he injured his back or something, and then went downhill from there. Kuresma has qualities at, at a center back that you don't really see, which is he's great on the ball. Maybe he's not as physical as Amudin likes because, as we can see, Amudin really likes tall center backs. I don't blame him. Don't get me wrong. Like, you have to win the aerial battles. But defensively, he's decent. He's pretty good, I'd say, Kurejma. And then on the ball, especially if we're looking to progress play, I think Kurejma is great on that. So, yeah. Maybe he's more of a midfielder, like a CDM. Maybe as he's growing, maybe we'll see him play more in that position. But I'm with you, Sam. I mean, if we're, if, if, one, if he's getting loaned out, let it be abroad. I think he'll learn more. Um, and two, we should keep him. Mainly, we should keep him. I'm with you. Just, just one more thing I want to add. Like, if if Jose Massa is the answer, which he could be, um, yeah, I, I'm happy. I'm sort of happy to let Eduardo Cresma go. But what we saw last season was Massa on the bench all the time, and he made one appearance, which was the last game of the season for no reason. Like yeah. surely Master isn't that bad. Amorim signed it like he, he was in La Masia for a number of years, and and we we signed him from there. So if that's the case that Master is going to be that sort of Tassa de Liga, Tassa de Portugal centre back option, that's fine. But Amorim in preseason yesterday against that Belgian team, he started Nizinho as centre back. Like exactly, isn't is are you saying like he didn't even bring Cresma to the Algarve? Like, but you'd rather play Nizinho as centre back. Yeah. That's dumb you. to me. Now, it's stupid. I get not liking the kid, but why Nazinho? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the most frustrating thing as well with Marcelo that I was going to mention. It's not even that we can even get a lick of him on like preseason. Like, aside from maybe he's like Sporting beat games, I have yet to see Marcelo do anything. Yeah, and uh, I'm with you. I mean, Nazinho was a left back, and instead of playing him at left wing back, we played him center back. Fatawu is a winger. We played him at left wing back. Um, yeah. I can yeah, have versatility, which is fine. But like when you're forcing it so much, like Tabata can do it because he's a forward player, he can play right, left, striker, and like yeah. number eight. But like yeah. it's much different for defenders to play center back, left back, right back, and even like wingers to be in a defensive position. But yeah, agreed. Especially and also, I think the Zingu used to be a winger too, so he's like a winger converted to wing back. It's not even like yeah. a, a defender and as it is but anyways um we'll go on to abala psg saying that they're keeping sarabia some murmurs of uh sarabia potentially going i don't believe the. i don't know the source but yeah there could be uh there was a rumor today that gonzalo ramuj was going to psg for 30 million and a player and befica we're gonna ask for taylor navas or sarabia i did say last season that uh, Sarabia, I felt like Sarabia might go to Benfica because they have the financial capabilities for his contract. It's the thing is, it's the last year. I also, on my FM saves, this is where I'm basing it off. My FM <laughs> saves, like out of the three saves or four saves, two of them, he went to Benfica. So, you know, FM is really realistic at times. But what Sam, makes what it you, more interesting, I was just going to yeah. say, is Fabrizio Romano reported the original interest in Gonzalo Ramos. So that is a true fact that PSG are interested. There was nothing mm. mentioned of a player, though. I can definitely see the same way that they took Nuno Mendes from us being the same sort of thing that um, Paulo Sarabia. However, because they just signed David Neres, I think that if if that rumor was true about Navas or Sarabia, as, as the Befica manager, I would probably pick Navas because one, he's a great goalkeeper. Two, he probably wants to be one. the number one. Yeah, and yeah. and he need, they need one desperately. They have two average goalkeepers. No disrespect, but like I think that's probably the one thing they're missing. They've had a great transfer window so far. But they still got the same two goalkeepers that, like, yeah, they're just not good enough, I don't think. So, but yeah, I, I could definitely see either move happening, to be honest. But, you know, definitely one to, to keep an eye out for. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, like we mentioned, Giovanni wants to play abroad. Last Abala news, um, as we were talking about Kurejma, Santa Clara, Roca, Gil Vicente uh, want Kurejma on loan. 
Um, like we said, I think me and Sam both prefer him abroad. Um, but these teams aren't a bad. I I don't wouldn't want him on a Roca, but Gil Vicente Santa Clara, I think are, are Gil Vicente because they're in Europe as well. I would I would take yeah. that. Agreed, agreed. Um, Ujogu Ilori is headed to Casapia on loan. Sometimes I forget we have Ilori. <laughs> Speaking of people, I forget Luis Philippe also wanted in Japan. Um, I forgot about him too. What do you think, Sam? Do you think even as a, as we're talking backups, of course, only backups? I understand you're a Pauline lover. You know that's Fact. our striker. That is our striker. Um, would you mind number number, number twenty a... today? By the way, not number twenty one. Number twenty, which is strange. Really? Yeah, they changed his number. I don't know Why if it's for preseason, obviously, it? but you know, that's a that's a weird change. At least give him number nine. Who's our number? Who... Nobody has a nine, right? Mm, I don't remember. I think Sporad did, didn't he? Right. Right. Yeah, Sporad did. Yeah, you're right. Before, because before Sporad, I know it was Acuna. Yeah, Javon right. took ten last year. Now Marcelo has ten. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone had it as far as I'm aware. But um, back... anyways, Luis Philippe. Nah, not for as me. a backup. No, I like. Obviously, what did well in Greece, but he didn't do great for Santa Clara when he was there. Again, he's one that came off like a really bad ACL injury. It wasn't. I don't think it was awful when he played, but I mean, he's not not sporting quality, not someone you want for a title charge. You'd like look look at Porto's backup strikers, Benfica's backup strikers, and yeah, exactly. You put Luis Luis Felipe is right at the bottom. Uh, I do agree with what you said before, which which we definitely need another striker. For some reason, Amarim is sort of oblivious to it, or maybe he's yeah. got hope in uh, Rodrigo Ribeiro, or maybe I've seen I, I put a poll up saying what would our front three be next season. I gave four different options to put Paulinho at striker in every one, because to be honest, he is going to start. And the amount of people that replied, I think we've got eight replies that took Paulinho out and put like Trincao <laughs> up top, Edwards up top. So, I mean, I, I doubt that's going to happen, but unless maybe Amarim brings like I, I don't know if that Fawatu or what the guy's name is. Um, could play striker or something, unless he's got like a plan. Um, but for now, it seems like it's going to be Paulinho and Rodrigo Ribeiro. So I don't know. And even that Chamiti, Chamiti or some shit like that. I was not impressed. Bro, he's, he's got like five star potential on FM. You've got, you've got to give him time. No, 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 no. I'm with you. FM, he's <laughs> FM, he's nasty. I'm not saying. Listen, FM, I love the kid. <laughs> what I seen yesterday, eh. but he's young. I think he's only like 17. So yeah, he's give him time. Yeah. He's and, not and signing a contract as well, which is good. Yeah, good, which is good. Because there, there's a player there. He's also tall. I like lengthy fucking strikers as well. <laughs> it's just going for a title charge. I'm with you, Sam. Even Rodrigo Ribeiro, like we need somebody. The You're only right, thing I think least... of with that is if he like does it to what Jao Felix did, like where he first like coming off the bench for Benfica and scored loads of goals and started. Obviously, it's a very different comparison, and that Jao yeah. Felix is like one in a million with that kind of thing, But you never know. And Jao Felix, you could tell the talent was there right away. It was just yeah. the stubbornness to start him, and then finally, when I think it was Vitoria, might have either, it it's either Vitoria or Verissimo. Right? Oh, it was, was it Lash? You're right. You're right. You're right. It was Lash. Vitoria was the one that wasn't playing him, or was yeah. coming coming off the bench, off the bench when yeah. things got. When things got hot, Vitoria played him a bit more than Laz really took over. You're right, you're right. But anyways, that that we like, I think the world seen that or Portuguese uh, um, fans, Portuguese league fans saw the potential there. But mm-hmm. um, I think I'm just desperate for another striker that I'm even considering. Luis Felipe. Um, finally, Porro and Ninas would only leave for their release clauses, which I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is around 60 mil. Um, so not bad. Ignacio's uh, 45, and I believe Porro's. I think Porro's is also the same. 45. I think they're both 45. Poros might, right. might even be 40. But, um, but yeah, again, Not bad. Like, I think Inacio is one to watch out before the end of the window as well. Because at the end of the day, he's got a release clause and it's 45 million is not a lot to, let's say, Newcastle, a Chelsea, league, and yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. And even like yeah. a bar, well, Barcelona have got unlimited money, apparently. <laughs> so. I don't know. That line of credit is going crazy right now. I was I was watching someone do an FM save with them and they were like a hundred and something million debt. And I was like, actually, I feel like 600 million. So might be a good FM save to start next year as well. But to try yeah, and get Barcelona sure. out of debt. But yeah, I mean, 
I think definitely one to watch. Poro, I think safe. Um, I don't think anyone's biting the. I think he, I think Inasi was safe. Like the only few rumors we've heard is uh, Newcastle, and that was a while ago. And they just bought the boy from uh, from Lille, Botman. Uh, Botman. Yeah. So. And United as well with the rumor apparently signing Lissandro Martinez instead. So yeah, exactly. I think he's safe again unless disaster strikes and. Uh, we forgot to mention as well with the Christmas deal. What if Inacio does get sold? And let's say uh, exactly. Coates, St. Just, Neto, I suppose. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. sure we'll buy in that case, but I mean, yeah. That's, or if, that's, if, it, yeah. if it happens like in, on deadline day, they, they pay the release clause. You know, we, we can't delay it because we, we, we no, said yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Um, Anyways. That, that's pretty much it. I know it seems like there wasn't a lot of a bother in Azure News, but that's because literally every story was Trincao. I promise you, every day update on Trincao, and all three papers had the same update, which was he's definitely joining, or he's about to join, or it's being announced today, or it's being announced tomorrow. So it was very difficult to find other news sources. So apology, this felt very, very short for like a bother and, and Azure, but I think we, we covered it with the, the top stories, I think. And by the way, the number nine. That I can't believe we forgot. Islam Slimani. Oh, of course, man. <laughs> I can't believe Kevin, we forgot. Kevin that. had the shirt on as well when he did the podcast. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Oh, what a man. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's it from us, too. Uh, hopefully, you should be back sort of early next week to probably be a shorter. But, but to be honest, this could be potentially be the last one. I don't see many transfer yeah. rumors coming in, to be honest. Yeah. Going out is a different story. But if, if there's like three stories going out, then no point. Yeah. I'm sure but, we'll bring back a podcast by next week or, or the week after anyways. So, yeah, I, th- I think we'll do uh, a preseason review, but make sure yeah. to, to follow us on subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on, on TikTok, follow us on Twitter, sporting 160 underscore EN. Thank you all for joining us and peace. Uh-huh.